Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, worship team. That was an amazing uh, time in worship. Um, that song is just so powerful. I think, uh, you know, I think God, maybe it doesn't look like it, but um, I think God wants to, he wants to start doing something. I think he's starting to move. And, uh, you know, you hear songs like that, and it just gets something in your hearts. It gets something in my heart fired up, and um, that's kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to sing it tonight. And yeah, it just, and it, it hit me. <laughs> Try to get emotional, but it hits me uh, every time I hear that song. It's good to be back. Um, it's good to be back with you guys uh, online. It's, uh, it's been a good time. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, man, that was amazing. It's, it's been such a good uh, experience being able to be online. It's been challenging. Uh, it's been fun, but there's been, um, you know, ups and downs to everything that we do. And, uh, you know, last week we had a lot of technical difficulties, but uh, we made it through. Uh, hopefully this week will be a little bit better. But um, if you're new with us, we just want to welcome you again. Uh, I want to welcome you personally. Uh, my name is Malachi. I'm the youth pastor here, if you don't know me. Um, and this is our, this is our, our youth online. Uh, we decided to go online because obviously the government says we can't meet in person. So uh, we decided that youth can't stop and youth won't lose and we don't want to cancel it. And so we're bringing youth to your, uh, your screens, to YouTube, to every platform that we can get it to. And um, I'm pumped to be with you guys tonight. And uh, I kind of want to jump, I want to jump right into this, uh, into this verse, into this story that we're going to read about. And it's in Acts chapter 3. Yeah, you guys can get, get your Bibles and your notebooks out. Um, Acts chapter 3, and it's, and it's in verse 1 to 8. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. And it says, uh, one day, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. And now in verse two, it says, now a man who was lame from birth was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day, every day, every day to beg from those who are going into the temple courts. When Peter and John were about to enter the temple, he asked them, for money. And Peter looks at him. He looks straight at him, as did John, and said, look at us. Like, do we look like we have what you're asking for? And so the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something. And, and Peter says to them, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. And he takes him by the right hand and he helps him up. And as, as Peter stretches out his hands, as Peter grabs this man, this is when the miracle takes place. As soon as he stretches out his hands and as he, as he helps him up, it says instantly, instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. And he jumped to his feet. He began to walk. He began to run around. It was exciting. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping, and praising God. So it's this amazing scene. And when all the people had seen him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful every single day. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. 
And uh, I want to I want to talk about this this idea, and I want to I want to title this this message the beauty of an interruption, the beauty of an interruption. Would you guys pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're sitting on your couch or you're sitting in a coffee shop or you're on your phone, just just pray with me right now. Father God, I just thank you so much uh, for this space. I thank you so much for technology being able to uh, get this youth service online. God, that we can we can meet together even though it's not in a physical aspect, but God, we know that even if it's online, it's on the internet, God, that your spirit and your presence can still be here. God, I even feel it now. And I pray that this time of worship just would have softened your heart, God. It would just soften your hearts and we would just be able to just go deeper with you, God. God, our relationship would go deeper with you tonight. We just thank you so much in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, that was a good time. I, I, uh, I'm so, so grateful for the team up here, and I'm so grateful for our, our tech team. Uh, we got lots of people in the room just helping us. Well, not a lot of people, don't worry. We're, we're keeping it under. We're keeping it under the limitations, but we got some great people helping us out on the tech team. So shout out to the tech team. Uh, we got some of the young guys here, and James Johnson, he's just been amazing. And uh, like I said, what I wanted to talk about tonight was uh, is, is the idea of being interrupted, the idea of being interrupted. And I don't know, uh, I don't know how many of us, um, actually like, 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 like actually being interrupted. I don't know if like anybody on planet earth, like would say that, man, especially when I'm like doing something really important, like I'm in the middle of something. I love it when someone like just kicks in the door and is like, hey, I got something to show you and interrupts my day. I don't think anybody, like nobody, nobody, right? Like nobody likes to be interrupted. No one's ever said that being interrupted is like the best, right? Like nobody said that they love being interrupted. Usually it's the complete opposite, right? And even, even like the classic like interrupter, right? The person that has like no patience, the, the people without patience in the world, like those people can't stand it either, right? Like not even, not even then, the people that like come busting through the door and they're like, man, I have this idea and I need you to see it right now, and the more I talk about it, actually, it's like me. Like, I'm, I'm this person. Everyone in the room knows that, especially Talay, more than anybody, because I will literally be in my office, and I can't handle, like, like being isolated and being alone. And so, like, I'll have an idea, and this is, like, pre-COVID-19, when we were working at the office. Like, almost every day, I'd come with an idea, and I would, like, I would, like, bust in to Talay and Natasha's office, and I had an idea, and they needed to know what it was. And so, I'm, I'm one of these people, okay? So, I, I, I understand it. I understand on the other side of this. But like I said, no one, not even me, likes being interrupted. This is classic in my home. Um, if you've ever been around me at any period of time, uh, especially, you know, especially prominent in my marriage. As I got married, you know, a lot of things change. And when you get married, things change. Uh, a lot of communication has to come in place. But regards to that, it's really prominent in my marriage, right? So I'll be sitting at home. I'll be sitting at home. I'll be sitting on my computer. This has happened like countless times this week. Um, I've been working at home a lot. And so this has just happened. Or I'll be playing chill. I'll be playing some NHL 20 because they literally, they canceled NHL. So I have to play NHL 20 to, to simulate uh, games, right? So obviously I make the Washington Capitals win the cup every single year. That's, that's a given, okay? That's a given. But I'll be, I'll be sitting on my couch. I'll be playing 
NHL or I'll be, I'll be actually doing something like productive, working on my computer, doing something. Uh, I've been getting into Photoshop. Well, we're dropping pics. You want that? There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be working on something. And I'll, and I'll be in the middle of it, right? And I'm a man of focus. Like, I, I really get focused on my work. Someone called me, like, my wife calls me a workaholic uh, because I get so focused in on what I'm doing. And, and I'll be sitting there, and it'll be a really important thing for me, even if it's NHL or actually doing work. And I'll be sitting there playing, and I'll be, I'll be just in it. Like, I'm focused. Like, I'm not focusing on anything else. And all of a sudden, I'll hear from the kitchen, like, hey, can you take the garbage out? And, and, and I'll kind of, like... I don't know if you, if you know anything about men, but like we don't really hear women's voices very well. And so I'll just be like, I'll, I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. And she'll be like, hey, can you, can you put the game down and can you take the garbage out? And okay, I'm a work in progress, all right? So I, I, I am working through, you know, things. I am not always the pa- most patient person. Um, patience as the fruit of the spirit is probably on my like lowest tier, like my lowest level that I have. And, and I'll be, the first thing I, I do is like the point. Like, I don't know if you've ever done this, Jamin, but like your mom will come in. You're not married yet, right? So you, she, did it ever happen to you? No. Okay. But like, <laughs> I'm so, you know what? We're going to pray for Jamin to get a wife. Hey, any single ladies? Jamin is single. Amos in the back is single. And Logan's single too. Jenna's not old enough, so don't even think about it. You have to, you have to come and talk to me if you want to date her. So uh, just, just so you know, we're going to stop there. And uh, <laughs> anyways, back to the story. Where was I? Where was I? And so I'm sitting on the couch. My wife from the kitchen calls, hey, can you, can you take the garbage out? And my first initial reaction is, is not Christ-like, okay? I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, hon! I do the point, right? Like she can see me. Do you see what I am doing, right? And some of you are like, you're a pastor? Like, <laughs> don't judge me, okay? You've done this too. But my, my first reaction is like, hey, can't you see that I'm in the middle of something? Can't you see I'm doing something that's important? And on the flip side, right, like I'm, when I get interrupted, I get, I get frustrated. But on the flip side, when I have something that I need to tell someone, like I will kick down doors. I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to get in your face. I need to show you what I'm doing. I need to give you my idea. We don't like being interrupted. I'm just going to take some water here. Oh, that's good stuff. Like we don't, we don't like being interrupted. And most often I think we see, we see interruption as a negative, Right? We see interruption as a negative. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's inconvenient. It takes away my time. It, it, it's, it's something that's slowing me down from getting what I need to get done. Like, it's just something in my way. And we do our best to just try and, like, bypass it, right? We see interruption and we, we, we just want to, like, like, I'll be sitting on the couch and she'll be like, hey, can we take the garbage out? And I'm like, Arr! like, so frustrated. I was like, sprint to the garbage. I'll like whip the garbage out the door and I'll get back to my game, right? Because I want to get to it as fast as I can. I want to get around that interruption as fast as I can. Some of you think I'm extreme, but this is, this is true, right? Or, or we get like, we get spiritual. We get kind of weird and we think like, oh, the enemy, it's always, it's always the devil, right? He's always trying to interrupt my life. He's always trying to slow me down. And we always blame everything on the enemy, right? We always try to blame something on like the devil, right? And meanwhile, the devil's probably not doing anything. We start like speaking into the situation. I've seen something really weird. I don't know if you guys seen it, where some dude was like blowing the wind to God at COVID-19. I'm sorry, but that's super weird. But like we, we start to get a little bit weird about it when we think that the devil's like interrupting 
our life. And I, I want to I wanna kind of shift our perspective from, from just thinking that interruptions are bad. Because instead of thinking interruptions uh, as just an inconvenience, instead of seeing interruptions as just a distraction, instead of seeing interruptions as just some person who doesn't know how to drive, it's, instead of seeing interruptions as, 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 as some rude person that just comes into your office and kicks the door down and interrupts every moment, right? Delay, right? And uh, instead of it being the enemy... What if, what if, I love what ifs because it's not super definitive, but it's kind of like, okay, maybe. What if God is trying to get your attention? What if instead of it being just this distraction, this kind of random occurrence, what if it's actually God? What if it's not even the devil trying to trip you up? What if it's not even him trying to like get in your way? What if it's God trying to get your attention? What if it's God? And again, because we see, we see inconvenience simply as inconvenience, right? And when I look at the world right now, like, like we talked about it a few weeks ago, where COVID-19 has kind of like canceled everything. It's, it's put everything on hold. And, and COVID-19 has kind of interrupted everybody's world, right? It's interrupted everybody's, uh, you know, way of life. And I'm not saying, this is what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that God is the author of COVID-19, because that would be whack and that would be weird and, and, and not like his character. But I'm saying that God's not afraid to use something like COVID-19 to get your attention. It's the same thing with sin. God is never going to, to put sin in your life. He's never going to, to tempt you with sin. But he's not afraid to use sin to get your attention. He's not afraid to use sin to give you a wake-up call. God might be trying to get your attention today. God might be interrupting your regular scheduled program. And when I, when I look at this story in Acts 3, there's, there's a lot to observe. First we, have, first we have John and we have Peter. And now you kind of understand these two. John is like, these two are very polar opposite people, first of all. Like John is an introvert and Peter's like an extreme extrovert, right? So, so John is all about love. Like he is the love guy. He's the love disciple. If you look at the book of John, it's all about Love, right? And, and he shows his passion and his love towards Jesus by, by what? He, rests, he just wants to bro cuddle, like with Jesus. So he literally rests his head on, on Jesus and I love you, Jesus, you're awesome. Like that's how he shows his affection, right? And then you got Peter on the other side where, where passionate, crazy, outspoken, big-mouthed fighter Peter is like, I'm going to show my love for you, Jesus, and I'm going to pull out the switchblade. I'm going to cut off some guy's ear, right? Like these are two polar opposite people hanging out, going to pray, going to do probably what's regular for these guys. It's, it's, it's a regular thing. Uh, like I said, in, 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 like it says in uh, the first verse we read, it happened at three in the afternoon. It was very specific. So it was this thing that they, they would do. Like it was a normal, everyday, regular thing that these guys would go and pray. It's not a special day. It's probably a Monday because nothing exciting happens on Mondays, right? It feels like it, it feels like COVID-19 has made like Mondays just extend throughout the week. And every day is just, I don't know if you felt like that, where every day is just the same and it feels like one long, stupid Monday. <laughs> right? And and so they're going to pray. It's a, probably a Monday. You could probably say it was a Monday. And this is where it gets, it gets really interesting for me because it says that every day. And when it says every day, it means every day, right? We don't really have to dig too deeply and try to find like the Greek word. For, it means every day. It literally means every day there was a man 
who was, who was from birth, he was paralyzed from, from what, uh, what lame means was the waist down from birth, right? So for 40 years, this man, every single day was brought to this just outside the temple, like not even in, inside the temple, just outside the temple, right? Just outside the, every single day, his buddies would, 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 would carry him. I don't know who carried him, but someone would carry him and place him probably at nine o'clock in the morning. And they'd be like, all right, see you, John or Peter or whatever your name is, Kevin. We'll call him Kevin, right? Because there's already a Peter and John. So Kevin's sitting there at 9 a.m. and they, they, they take off and then they come back at four. It's Sunday and then they take him home and then Monday comes and they put him down. And it's every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and repeat. Every single day, he would beg for money. And what catches my attention about this, and why I wanted to really point out that every day he was, he was put there, is I don't think that this was the first time Peter and Josh saw him. I don't think that this is the first time that Peter and John witnessed this man sitting on a mat. Because, because it says for 40 years, for 40 years, every single day, Every single day. And maybe they didn't see him together. Maybe they weren't hanging out together. But, but at some point along their time going to pray, they would have saw this, seen this man out of one of those 40 days. And for some reason today was different. For some reason today was different because something, something turned their attention to them, to him. Something turned, like out of all the other days, something this day was different. This Monday was not just a typical Monday. All right, so this, this, they, the man sees them. He begs them for money. And it says in verse four that Peter and John look straight at him, right? And all the other days, all the other days, they probably would have walked by and it was normal. It wasn't like they were being mean. This was the culture. Okay, so, so back in this time period, actually people who were disabled or people who were like, we want to call it lame because that's what they say in the Bible. They, they were actually looked down upon. They were looked as less than like human. They weren't looked at the same equality as other people. So to walk by these people was just normal. It wasn't like you were mean. It was just culturally normal. But something stops them. Something compels Peter and John to turn their attention to this man. And right before all of this, and uh, you know, before Acts 2, there's the Jesus, right? Jesus, the Son of Man, the Savior of the world. He, he, he ascends into heaven. And right before he does, right before he ascends into heaven, he says to his disciples, hey, I'm going to send you someone, someone that's actually better than me. He's going to send his Holy Spirit, and he's going to be a guide. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you boldness, all that good stuff, right? He's going to give you this like ABCD list, like awesome things that the Holy Spirit is going to give you. And then Acts 2 comes along and the Holy Spirit comes and, and it's this amazing, crazy scene. It's like this whole culture gets flipped on its head in this one passage of scripture. They, they, all the disciples are in one room and the Holy Spirit comes and he fills each and every one of them. And so now in, from, from Acts 2 to Acts 3, there's something different about Peter and John. There's something very different about Peter and John. They see this man, they turn their attention to him. Their eyes are fixed on him. You can, you can play some spiritual keys there to make me sound, sound nice. I like to hear Michael when I preach. Um, they turn their attention on him, right? Their eyes are fixed on him. Any other day they would have walked by, but today their attention and their, their gaze is fixed on this man. They say, hey, I, I, don't, I don't have what you're asking for. 
We, we don't have any money. We have something completely, something completely different. And Peter says, in the name of Jesus, get up. And he proceeds to, to grab this man. And I, I don't know about you, but like, I, you know, Peter was bold before, right? Peter was pretty bold before. Like he, he cut some dude's ear off. He was really like mouthy. He was a bit wild. He was the guy that walked on water for like three seconds. In the, but he was the guy that was like always jumping out of the boat. But this, I think this was even bold for Peter. To, to grab someone who's been sitting there for 40 years. Like every single day they walked by this person. There's something different about Peter. This guy was sitting there every day. Everybody knows him. Everybody that is in that little market space or whatever they're doing in that area, they know him. They walk by, hey, what's up, Kevin? Like, how you doing today? Like everybody knows him. And then they see Peter grabbing this man, shouting the name of Jesus at him and, and trying to get him to his feet. Like you think about this scene and I would be, I would be like, what are you doing, dude? Like what? This scene is insane to me because everybody knows this guy. And also the name of Jesus is very controversial at this point. Like people were getting killed over this name. And, and Peter has the audacity and the boldness from something that's not him to, to declare and, and, and declare the, the name above all names over this person and then grab some dude who's been sitting there every single day for 40 years and say, get up. Like, wow, I'm blowing my own mind here. And as he picks him up, it's like instantly, like instantly. He had to, he had to first proclaim the name above all names. And then he had to, to reach out before the miracle is performed. He had to reach out. Faith without works is, is dead, Right? He reaches out and instantly his legs are healed. And it, and it, and almost like, it almost looks like he's never skipped leg day, right? Like it's like instantly, I wish we could all do that. Like COVID is ruining my gym time and, and pretty soon I think we're all gonna look like we have chicken legs. So we can all go back to the gym together and we can all work on our legs together. But I wish that I was like this guy sometimes when it was just like, in the name of Jesus, come back. Like I need my legs back, <laughs> right? And so, you know, all jokes aside, this, this amazing scene, right? And everyone gathers around. It's like, wow, they're astounded. Sometimes, sometimes the greatest miracle will happen and comes after the greatest disappointment. Sometimes the greatest, the thing that you need most, the thing that you never knew you needed, but you needed it most will come after the biggest disappointment in your life. Because P Peter and John, they didn't have his money. They didn't have what he thought he needed. They had something completely different. They had something that he never thought was possible. And I want to, I want to, I want to just simplify this right now. There's so much in this story. Like there's like a hundred different sermons in this story, but I just want to focus on one, one thing. And I want to, I want to just simplify it down to one point for you. And I want to ask the question, are you positioning yourself to be interrupted? Are you in a position like Peter and John were uh, on that everyday, like walk to the temple to pray where they let themselves get interrupted. Are you in a position to be interrupted? Because if God can simply get your attention, if you allow God to interrupt your life, that regularly scheduled program, he can show you something that you, you've never seen before. Something you might've walked like past a thousand times and never saw it. If God can get your attention, 
he can show you something that you've never seen before. It might, be, might just be like a, like a regular old Monday, right? Like the Mondays that we experience, the week-long Mondays it feels like, right? Where we wake up and we, you know, we do the same thing as yesterday. We log on Zoom. We talk to the people. If you're in school, you're, you're listening to your teacher. You're on your phone. You're eating some lunch. You go back on Zoom. You go back on Instagram. You make a TikTok, like eat some more food, eat, sleep, repeat. And it just kind of like seems like this mundane life that we're living in. And I think in this day and age, in this day and age, we're really good at distracting ourselves, right? We're really, really good at distracting ourselves. And we don't need any help distracting ourselves, especially with all the devices that we have. Like you list it, like we got Netflix, we got like OG Netflix, right? We got Amazon Prime. No one uses Amazon Prime, but it's there, right? It's still there. There's still some good movies on there, right? And we got Disney Plus, we got our phones, we got TikTok, we got Instagram, we got everything out there. We got our computers, we got TV, we can distract ourselves really, really easily, really, really quickly for a very long period of time. And with everything that's going on, like I get it. Like, like I, I do this. This is what I struggle with. I sometimes try to just drown out the bad news because that's all we're getting. Even before this pandemic, like no one talks about good news because it doesn't get a reaction, right? It's always bad news. And sometimes we're just in this space where we're just like, devouring content as much as we can and distracting ourselves from from the bad news. We just try to fill, like like I even struggle with this where I just try to fill my downtime in that quiet space with content and noise or or you're you're just trying to forget the feeling of like what we're missing out on. We get a serious like FOMO in these in these days, right? Or we're just trying to distract ourselves. Like you might be trying to distract yourself right now from from this overwhelming anxiety as soon as you like put your phone down, it's like it just hits you all at once. Like I've experienced that before, but, but meanwhile, during all of this and everything that we're struggling with, everything that we're going through with this whole pandemic, being stuck at home and feeling like, man, life sucks right now. Everything that's going on all in the meantime of this, the Holy Spirit is just like in a whisper, just going like, hey, what, what are you doing? Like, are you there? Hey, are you still there? Hey, hold up for a second. Hey, why don't you just like put your phone down just for a second? I wanna, I wanna tell you something. I wanna, I wanna speak. And it's always in a whisper. Most of the time, it's in a whisper. You know, in the Bible, there's these moments of like big triumph and God screams and shouts and things explode. But like that's, it's very like small chance that it's gonna happen to us, right? <laughs> like it's it's usually in a whisper. It's usually in a whisper where God's trying to speak to us and it might not always be this big revelation. It might not always be this big, massive, crazy moment where like sparks are flying and there's like rainbows shooting across the sky and you're like, there's my sign, right? Like it's, it's usually this small moment where God's like, anyone home? Hey, and, it, and, it, and it's, it's probably going to look small. And he might be, he might be just like, there's this thing I like to call it the Holy Spirit nudge where God's not going to ever like push you into something, but he might just like nudge you a little bit where he might be nudging you, the viewer right now, he might be nudging you to, hey, I, I want you to, to put down your phone for like 15 minutes. I want you to, you know, try, try and, you know, navigate your way through the room and avoid all the TVs and, and try to get to your Bible in the morning just for like 
just for like 15 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, right? He might be nudging you to, as you're scrolling through YouTube, you might see like a sermon and he might be nudging you to, hey, I want you to check that out. I want to speak to you through that, that sermon. I want to speak to you through something. And his, his whisper might sound like, hey, I just want to remind you. I want to encourage your heart right now. I want to remind you how much I really value you. I want to remind you how much I, I truly love you. I want to remind you that my plan isn't done for you. I want to remind you, hey, I love you. I want to remind you, I want to show you. I want to show you something in my word. I want to show you something that maybe you read this story and maybe you've read this story in Acts 3 like a thousand times. But, but in those moments, in those small moments where God's just trying to nudge you back and he wants to show you something that you might not have seen before. And, and, and through that, it might be able to shift your mindset. It might be able to shift your perspective in this moment. It could be something so simple. And, and I think that God loves to, to work in those little simple moments, but we can't, like, we can't let it stop there and we can't discount those little moments. We can't say, oh, this, this is all it's going to be. It's just little like whispers and God's never going to do anything cool with my life. We can't discount those little moments because here's why. In those little moments when we allow ourselves to be interrupted, we start to recognize his voice. We start to, to, to learn what God's voice, what the Holy Spirit's voice sounds like in those little, small, minuscule, little like moments that feel like they don't matter. Like it could be like, man, like help your mom with the dishes today. Like something really small, but it's in those moments like help your mom with the dishes anyways. Like you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you that, right? Like clean up your room and take the garbage out. Preaching to myself. But it's in those little moments, right? We recognize his voice. So that when those big moments come, when that big moment comes, you're gonna have confidence and you're gonna have faith that it's his voice. You're gonna have confidence in faith that it's his voice because those moments are going to come and those moments are, are sometimes even happening like right now, right? But we need to be confident that it's his voice because say God just asks you to fly across the world and go to Hillsong, right? And then for some reason, send you right back, but it wasn't for no reason, right? There's something that you got out of it, right? Like he might ask us, hey, I want you to go start a church. You'd be like, whoa, easy God. Like that's way too, I'm, I want you to go pray for that person in public. Like some of you are having like the sweats right now, just thinking about praying in public, right? And you, you know, you might be walking down the street, but this is why it's important. You might be walking down the street and God's like, hey, turn left, turn left. And you're like, all right, like I'll turn left. That's kind of weird, God. And you turn left and you walk down the street and, and I'm not saying that this has happened to me before, but what if, what if God was saying, hey, turn left. And in front of you, there was a man in a wheelchair. And, and God started to speak in your heart, say, hey, I want you to go up to that guy and I want you to, to start a conversation with him. And you're like, are you serious, God? Like, oh my gosh, my heart's pounding. And, and we walk up to the person, we start a conversation, and God's like, hey, I want you to do what Peter did in Acts 3. 
I want you to, to declare my name over him and grab him by the hands and pull him out of that wheelchair. And what happens next is going to astound you. His legs are going to be back like he never missed leg day. And the rest of his family is going to be at church next Sunday. And their heart, like that's the big moment, right? We all think about it. We all dream about it. Man, God, use me for something big. But, but if I can't sit in silence for five seconds and, and start to listen to his voice, I'm never going to get to those big moments. I'm never going to see it because I'm going to miss it because when the big moments come, I'm going to be way too scared to go that way. I won't step out of the boat. I'll be like the rest of the the disciples when Peter jumps out of the boat. I'll be like, I'll let him go because I don't know if that's actually God. It looks like a ghost to me, right? And we need these small little interruptions in our life. We won't see these moments We won't recognize these moments if we don't recognize his voice. So I want to ask you again in in these days, and I'm I'm done. I'm done here. I want to ask you in these days where you're stuck at home and it feels like the never-ending Monday. Maybe that's what we should have named the servant, the never-ending Monday. (laughs) Because that's what it feels like. And these days where, where it's just like the same old and, and nothing new is happening and all you're getting is bad news. But, but I want to ask you, while you're sitting at home right now, are you positioned to be interrupted by God? Are you positioning your heart right now? Are you listening for the... Hello? Are you there? Are you attentive to that whisper? Are you listening for that whisper? Are you looking for that nudge? Because it all starts in small moments. Can I pray with you? You can just bow your heads. Father God, I just, I thank you so much for your word, God. I thank you so much that it's so relevant for us today, even though it was written thousands and thousands of years ago, that it's so relevant for our hearts today, God, that you can even show us something in these moments, God, I pray that for everybody sitting at home, God, for everyone in this world right now, everyone who's watching right now, if you're feeling like lonely, anxious, fearful, joyless, patienceless, that right now, God, his spirit would just move on you right now, that his Holy Spirit would come and comfort you because that's that's what he does. He, he came to comfort, he came to guide. And right now that his, his joy as we're praying is filling your heart. Right now that his peace is filling your heart. And God, I pray that we would be attentive to your whisper. We would be attentive to your nudge. God, as you interrupt us, God, let us, let us see it. Let us, let us have our eyes open to what you're doing, God, because you're moving, you're in constant movement. You're never paused, you're never stopped, you're never hindered. You control what happens. And God, I I know that you're moving and God, that we would just have our eyes open to what you're doing in our lives. Every moment, God, that we would see, we would be looking, we would be searching for you. I just thank you so much in Jesus' name.